Hello, everybody. Welcome to COVID Convos. We're talking to people about how COVID-19 is affecting their lives, whether it be work or day-to-day stuff. And guess what? I'm not just talking to me. I got a guest, and it's my usual co-host on Throwback to School, but this time she's in the guest seat, and her name is Liza Jolly. Hot seat, Liza Jolly. Not like I'm a hot seat, like I'm in the hot seat. I don't think anybody thought that you were calling yourself the hot seat, which is... Oh, okay, good. If I just you, didn't want to, like, people might think I'm, like, full of myself, calling myself a hot seat. Right. You know? I don't, I don't, I can't picture that that has ever come up, that somebody was like, you know, I hate to brag, I'm something of a hot seat. But if you... <laughs> you want, don't think so? It's, it's just It's like, such a compliment. <laughs> it's such a compliment. I don't know, like, does that mean, like, when somebody sits on you, like, you're hot to the touch, or, like, what... What is the hot seat? I don't know. I don't know. You're, 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 you're the hot seat, you know? It's like a, it's a lingo. It's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. Well, I, you, um, when I say this, it's going to make it sound like you go to the clubs all the time, but you've been to clubs more than me. So I think you're much closer (laughs) to club culture than me. So if if you think that people calling each other the hot seat is a thing, then I have to believe you. Yeah, I know the cools peoples. You know the cools peoples. <laughs> that was that's very evident by how you said that. Um Yeah. So Liza, I sold it. Other than not being able to go out to the clubs, um what, um how has like how has this this era of COVID-19 and social distancing like so one what what do you do for work and how has this affected your job? Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm an HR assistant for a nonprofit in Seattle that, um, is considered a non-essential right now because we run, um, shelters and emergency program for folks that don't have homes or access to things that a home would have. Um, and then also affordable housing. Um, so all of those things, thankfully, are deemed essential uh, in our current Washington government. And so a lot of the rules that are being implemented for other um, companies or other employers um, we are exempt from, which is a, um, a positive side, I could say, I guess, of COVID. Um, we have not had any layoffs because we are actually in demand of more work. Wow. Um, yeah. So our my job has been affected because, um, well, first in terms of logistics of how to get our, they're still very like paper and in-person reliant. reliant. Um, so we had to change a lot of our just day-to-day methods to like online stuff um because at least in the office we're allowed and able to work from home when we want and when we can um but most of our staff which is almost like 150 people have to be in person to give care to others um so the the plus side of this is that people are not losing their jobs the negative part is that they're facing 
set themselves might be very vulnerable to what we're to this virus we're all facing. Um, but they're also caring for people that are super vulnerable. Um, so we had to implement a lot of things that we could still do while at the job. Um, and it has increased everyone's stress. So that's not a plus. That's a minus. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the more serious part of this. Um, I personally, uh, I get to work from home as much as I can, which I don't actually like working from home. Um, I think a lot of people like it. I think a lot of people don't like it um, for various reasons. I know I'm lucky that I'm able to do it and I have the option and the opportunity, but on a personal level, I it's not my most comfortable or my most... That's just... I'm, on a personal level, though, I think that the majority of people I have like come in contact with have found that like working from home, like it's just the productivity kind of is tougher because like you're in a space yeah. that usually you come home from work to, and like this is where you like unwind, mm-hmm. and this is where you like you know take your breaks, and so like you know for my yeah. my wife is also working from home and she has yeah. she has a room that is like a dedicated office, but it's really hard for her to like. I think feel like either this is the place where she's supposed to like work, 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 like, you know, no, like, and she, she's doing it. Like she's putting her nose to the grindstone, but it's also like she's six feet away from the television, you know, like the living room is like her office is right off the living room. So like the place where she would normally be like lounging and like taking a day off and like, you know, eating lunch Mm -hmm. or watching TV is like mere feet away from where she's like putting in these like hours of work. So I think it's, it's like, tough for her to like disassociate this this space where it's supposed to be where you're and again like these are very privileged problems to have because there's a lot of people who have lost their jobs but i think i think it is hard for a lot of people to like go from being in an office or being on site somewhere to now just like being in your house and like having to have it be both your workspace and where you go to escape your workspace too yeah, and I, I think that's part of, like, I, I don't think I realized that until I kind of had to do it as that this much, where I put up, I, you know, I go to work and I put my hat, my, my work hat on, you know, like, I'm my work self. Um, and like the, the routine and the, the commuting of going to work, it like physically and changing the environment makes your just your whole motivation and your whole like state of mind into the work um and there is no other option but to do that versus when you're at home your body and your mind are you've created an environment that is like this is my comfort zone this is where like you said like where I lounge where I relax where I have a good time where I don't have to think about work where I purposefully want to not think about work and then all of a sudden you're you're having to mix those two worlds. Yeah. And so it, it definitely took me personally, uh, it was it was a hard uh, learning slope or whatever, learning curve. Um, I think now I'm, I'm coming to terms with it. Um, I think it was much harder... Uh, to actually not see my friends, yeah, 
Like, I think, like, the work stuff, you can, like, I'm, I rationalize it, and I'm like, well, I'm doing it for work, so then it's motivating in a way where I'm, like, me doing efforts and trying to figure out how to make my home. Why is you cut out for a little bit there? Part of my job, and so that's how I. Ooh, yikes. We are losing Liza a lot on this call. And I'm, I'm an... Hey, Liza. Oh, no. That last, like, that last, like, 30 seconds, uh, you cut out almost the whole time, so... Okay. I just wanted to talk about... Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I was just trying to explain that uh, not seeing my friends as often it has definitely been harder than the work stuff, I think. Um, just work has been stressful, but, you know whatever um the the friends part is like I feel like I have no control over and I think that part is has more impact on my like psyche I don't I like to fool myself into thinking that I'm not an extrovert and then COVID happens and gotcha like that slaps me into being like nah what are you talking about you rely on seeing and interacting with your friends as your main mode of happiness. Um, Also, like I assume as like HR, like you are interacting with people like all the time at work. So I assume like that, you know, even if you're not seeing quote unquote friends, you know, like when you're at work, like, you know, I'm sure you're friends with people you work with or like Mm -hmm. friendly with, but like Mm -hmm. even that amount of like interaction is like taken away from you. And yeah, I just I like working in team team spaces and just team environments and that that is part of my job and part like I think I like to think that I'm good at my job because I'm a people person and because I like interacting with people and in person and uh and I'm that's we're not we can't do that right now. And so it feels part of like the thing that you th- Think of yourself as the main, like your main quality about your, you know, your work skills are being taken away. So then you have to like reframe, you know, almost thinking like, well, what else am I good at then? You know, which I don't, I'm, I don't think like that very often and, or at least I haven't, but, um, I think it's easy to get down that path, um, and less and get less and less motivated. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's it been tough, um, but I think I try to see, like, the positive side of things. Like, today, I made a pros and cons list of social distancing and having to stay at home. Yeah. Um, and my, my pros are longer than my cons. So, you know, things are improving, I guess. That's great. I it It is, you know... Ultimately, the ultimate pro is that you don't die and other people don't die, right? Like that's, you know, like uh, that there can't be a bigger pro than that. Like health is the biggest pro, but it is like, and you know, we, so we are on a, we're, we're friends. We, we text and we also are on a Marco Polo chain with a couple other friends. And if you had, I mean, I know you're an extrovert. I know that you like to pretend you're not an extrovert, but I know you are. And so like when I open up Marco Polo after like maybe six hours of inactivity and like, there's like 45 messages somehow I'm like, okay, like these are like, <laughs> like I, you know, 
it can be overwhelming to see that there's 45 messages, but obviously it's like, we're all friends who miss each other and like communicating, whether it's like, Hey guys, what did you do today? And then like, everybody's Mm -hmm. going back and forth about stuff they did. Like that's, you know, it's not going to be the normal forever, but it is the normal for now. And like, that is how, um, you know, versus like being able to like go and get coffee or like sit at lunch and like, you know, go back and forth with each other. Like, apps like Marco Polo or Snapchat or like even like Zoom and Skype and stuff mm-hmm. like this is like you're we're replacing these interactions that we had in person you know like maybe you know, like I said going to coffee or lunch or whatever is now like over these apps and like it can feel like I know a lot of people who feel like very exhausted after like being on Zoom calls all day or like mm-hmm. whatever and like you know there is something that's sort of like it, you know, there's the energy of seeing somebody in person versus like talking to a screen, which is, is different, but like mm-hmm. it is like, there's not a, there's not a better time in history, I think to have been stuck indoors because we have all these like different ways of yeah. communication and being able to keep in touch with each other that just didn't exist even like, you know, what, 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, 10 years, I mean, there's still now people that don't have access to that stuff, but 10 years ago, it would be more than half of the folks yeah, wouldn't yeah. have access to that. And so um, I agree with you. It's It has made it tremendously easier than it would have without internet and apps and social media and things like that. Um, right, yeah, I mean, I... I made all our friends go on Marco Polo. You certainly did. Um, you certainly did. <laughs> I threatened showing up at their house. Um, you threatened breaking social distancing and getting everybody infected with COVID. Like that was your threat. Yeah. Uh, if you don't get Marco Polo. Did I share with you, by yeah. the way, um, Jade, our friend Jade, um, Sheriff mm-hmm. Jade from the Throwback to School podcast, um, sent also sent me an invitation to Marco Polo and like the in-app generated message that she sent was like it and mm-hmm. like to me it just came off as like a very passive aggressive message but the message was like <laughs> um the message was pre-generated by the app but it was like hey i made you a video do you think you could watch it today and i was like <laughs> and i was just like so i texted her back and i was like this is the most passive aggressive message i think i've ever gotten and she was like oh the app made that i'm sorry i didn't mean to to say that but it's like <laughs> Hey, it's like a 30 second video. Do you think you could get around to watching this today? Can you even make a minute out of your day to watch me? Um, I put in all this work. Yeah. The the one I sent you is also pre-manufactured and both, and at least three of my friends didn't, that I sent it to didn't believe it was, I thought was spam. Uh, (laughs) It for sure looked like, like, I don't like, here, like laziness of writing something to just send the auto populated by the app invitation was easier but then after reading it, it was definitely like oh yeah that does not sound like me at all right it looks like a fish <laughs> like a phishing scheme where somebody's like click on this link and then all of a sudden your credit card's being stolen and you're like oh thanks <laughs> thanks liza um i cr- i also forced my family to be on Marco Polo. And honestly, that I, that has ended up being, it, it ended up on my 
pros of this list that I made today is finding new ways to communicate with family and friends was it's kind of fun just having my family including my father and stepmom on Marco Polo is true entertainment um it's very at, funny at its best it's very funny the little I know of your dad thinking about your dad on Marco Polo making videos is is very funny to me he's the most on it I believe it. Like, <laughs> I, think, I think if I convinced my family to do it, I feel like my dad would be like just, it would just tickle him so much to be able to just to send yeah. like a, a 30 second video to like everybody in the of, family. Of randomness. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, my dad is loving it. Um, he's, he has been quite motivated to find creative ways for all of us to, um, you know, socialize, quote unquote, uh, from from away. So it's very cute. It, uh, like he really wants to hang out with us and can't. So that's been really sweet. Yeah. But yeah, the the uh, the pro list is getting longer as it goes. At least for me, um, only because I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm finding more pros because I'm looking for them too. Like I'm, that's my way of trying to stay afloat and staying positive. I did have like, I'm not trying to like pretend like I'm a bright sunshine. I, I didn't have a cry meltdown two weeks ago, but you know, um, I think I was mostly it, the weirdest part of this meltdown I had was because it was only after I had to stay indoors for two days because my job doesn't require me to stay indoors. So I hadn't had to do it as long as other folks had. Yeah. Um, and only after two days, I was like, I can't. And we originally, uh, Washington only had a stay in shelter order for what, two, 10 days or two weeks? Was, uh, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And then it got extended to a month or, or, Th- that and then a month so now it's going to be a month and a half if we lift it um at the end of it um and I, when it was announced that it was going to be a month it had been two days for me and i <laughs> that's when i had the meltdown and mostly because i realized that how much it was affecting me emotionally and i felt like such a weakling because i there's lots of people that have been doing it for weeks now California was doing it way before Washington was Mm -hmm. and I I think I felt like overwhelmed and very anxious at the idea that I was not going to be good at it Uh, and hence the breakdown uh but I you know then you get a good night of sleep and (laughs) I feel much better now. I was talking to my wife about this and like, we were talking about when the, when the stay at home order was placed about like, what, what was it going to be like? And one of the things that, you know, obviously there are like stupid people who aren't going to like, just won't listen to the stay at home order and people who are going to be stubborn and like, want to keep doing the things they want to do. And, Obviously, now we have people protesting the, the, the shutdown and all that stuff. But, like, what one of the things that I said to, to my wife as, like, I think a, a positive is, like, human 
ingenuity and like the the adaptability of people is like it sort of immeasurable and i think like people are finding that like even though and i you know similarly have like moments where i'm just like how long can i last doing this and like for me yeah. like i'm a person who is immunocompromised and so like this mm-hmm. like even if things open up like i may not feel comfortable going to restaurants or you know things mm-hmm. for a long time but like i can adapt and like i think yeah. like people's ability to like go from oh my god what is you know what is this like how can this be my life to then like figuring out how to make it work i think is like pretty incredible and i think like you're not alone in obviously you're not alone in feeling like you know day two of you know of like 45 or whatever at that point like you're just like how can i i've only done this for two days how can i continue to do this i think that feeling is very like very common and like unfortunately you know there's some people who have still haven't even experienced day two yet because they're you know whatever their state governments haven't enacted anything so like you know here in washington like we may start to like slowly open things back up in like mid late may but there mm-hmm. may be states who, like, in July are, like, still shut down because, like, their governments didn't act yeah. as fast as ours. So, like, you know, I that's the people that I'm, like, I'm, one, worried about that, like, they have just gone about their business and now, like, it's just going to be worse for them. Because, like, one, they weren't willing to take it seriously. Yeah. Or two, like, their governments were just like, eh, you know, like, what's what's the difference if we shut down this beach versus not? And... I think like we've been very lucky here, you know, our local government isn't perfect, but like we were one of the earlier states other than like maybe California to like put the shelter in place order in. And like, you know, I I think like the, the data has shown that like it's working for the most part. Yeah. 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 I I agree with you. We're one of the luckier states as well in terms of support to the communities. Um, on top of emergency response acts done by the few that have done by the federal government, our local state government actually has added on to that for people to, for example, still get paid, even though they can't go to work um, or still get paid when they have to care for their kids that are not going to school right now. Um, And I, yeah, I, um, I can be a sad, poor, sad me weakling, but most of the time I I reassure myself that I am not in the worst state. I, yeah. I rarely am. Um, and so, I yeah, there is a lot of worry to, had, to have for other folks out there that do not have the resources that we do. Um, so... Yeah, we have a long way to go. I think if we can all do our part, it, it can potentially make everyone feel better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um, well, Liza, thank you <laughs> so much for lending your time and your story. And um, we'll, we will keep we will KIT through Marco Polo. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me and listening to my woes and my uh, what's the opposite of a woe. Uh, Triumphs. I think the opposite of a woe is a whoa. <laughs> That's. Can we just end there? We can. <laughs> That's All a great right. way to end. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you, everybody. Talk to you soon.